0: Today is December the 28th, and you're listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and today's Old Testament reading comes to us from Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 13, verse 9. As always, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, NLT. Zechariah chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. This message concerning the fate of Israel came from the Lord. This message is from the Lord who stretched out the heavens, laid the foundation of the earth, and formed the human spirit. I will make Jerusalem like an intoxicating drink that makes the nearby nations stagger when they send their armies to besiege Jerusalem and Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock. All the nations will gather against it and try to move it, but they will only hurt themselves. On that day, says the Lord, I will cause every horse to panic and every rider to lose his nerve. I will watch over the people of Judah, but I will blind all the horses of their enemies. And the clans of Judah will say to themselves, The people of Jerusalem have found strength in the Lord of heaven's armies, their God. On that day I will make the clans of Judah like a flame that sets a woodpile ablaze, or like a burning torch among the sheaves of grain. They will burn up all the neighboring nations right and left, while the people living in Jerusalem remain secure." The Lord will give victory to the rest of Judah first, before Jerusalem, so that the people of Jerusalem and the royal line of David will not have greater honor than the rest of Judah. On that day, the Lord will defend the people of Jerusalem. The weakest among them will be as mighty as King David, and the royal descendants will be like God, like the angel of the Lord who goes before them. For on that day I will begin to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Then I will pour out a spirit of grace and prayer on the family of David and on the people of Jerusalem. They will look on me, whom they have pierced, and mourn for him as for an only son. They will grieve bitterly for him as for a firstborn son who has died. The sorrow and mourning in Jerusalem on that day will be like the great mourning of Hadad-Rimen in the valley of Megiddo. All Israel will mourn, each clan by itself, and with the husbands separate from their wives. The clan of David will mourn alone, as will the clan of Nathan, the clan of Levi, and the clan of Shimei. Each of the surviving clans from Judah will mourn separately, and with husbands separate from their wives. Chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. On that day a fountain will be opened for the dynasty of David and for the people of Jerusalem, a fountain to cleanse them from all their sins and impurity. And on that day, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, I will erase idol worship throughout the land so that even the names of the idols will be forgotten. I will remove from the land both the false prophets and the spirit of impurity that came with them. If anyone continues to prophesy, his own father and mother will tell him, you must die for you have prophesied lies in the name of the Lord. And as he prophesies, his own father and mother will stab him. That sounds pretty violent. (laughs) Verse four, on that day, people will be ashamed to claim the prophetic gift. No one will pretend to be a prophet by wearing prophet's clothes. He will say, I'm no prophet, I'm a farmer. I began working for a farmer as a boy. And if someone asks, then what about those wounds on your chest? He will say, I was wounded at my friend's house. A O sword against my shepherd, the man who is my partner, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Strike down the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered, and I will turn against the lambs. Two-thirds of the people in the land will be cut off and die, says the Lord. But one-third will be left in the land. I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver and purify them like gold. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, these are my people, and they will say, the Lord is our God. That concludes our Old Testament reading, moving into the New Testament. Revelation chapter 19, beginning with the first one. After this, I heard what sounded like a vast crowd in heaven shouting, Praise the Lord! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God, His "'Judgments are true and just. "'He has punished the great prostitute "'who corrupted the earth with her immorality. "'He has avenged the murder of his servants, "'and again their voices rang out, "'Praise the Lord. "'The smoke from that city ascends forever and ever. "'Then the twenty-four elders and the four living beings "'fell down and worshipped God, "'who was sitting on the throne, "'and they cried out, Amen, praise the Lord. "'And from the throne came a voice that said, "'Praise our God, all his servants, "'all who fear him for the least the greatest.'" Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd, or the roar of a mighty ocean waves, or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, let us give honor to Him, for the time has come for the wedding feast of the Lamb, and His bride has prepared herself. She has been given the finest of pure white linen to wear, for the fine linen represents the good deeds of God's holy people. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he added, These are true words that come from God. Then I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said, No, don't worship me. I'm a servant of God, just like you and your brothers and sisters who testify about their faith in Jesus. Worship only God, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Then I saw heaven opened, and a white horse was standing there. Its rider was named Faithful and True, for he judges fairly and wages a righteous war. His eyes were like flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. A name was written on him that no one understood except himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title was the Word of God. The armies of heaven, dressed in the finest of pure white linen, followed him on white horses. From his mouth came a sharp sword to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron rod. He will release the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty, like juice flowing from a winepress. On his robe at his thigh was written this title. King of all kings and Lord of all lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to the vultures flying high in the sky, Come, gather together for the great banquet God has prepared. Come and eat the flesh of kings, generals, and strong warriors, of horses and their riders, and of all humanity, both free and slave, small and great. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the world and their armies gathered together to fight against the one sitting on the horse and his army. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who did mighty miracles on behalf of the beast, miracles that deceived all who had accepted the mark of the beast and who worshipped his statue. Both the beast and his false prophets were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. Their entire army was killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the one riding the white horse, and the vultures all gorged themselves on the dead bodies. That concludes our New Testament reading, moving into our Proverbs reading for the day. It comes to us from Proverbs chapter 31, verses 1 through 7. The sayings of King Lemuel contain this message, which his mother taught him. O my son, O son of my womb, O son of my vows, do not waste your strength on women, on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O lemuel, to guzzle wine. Rulers should not crave alcohol, for if they drink, they may forget the law, and not give justice to the oppressed. Alcohol is for the dying, and wine for those in bitter distress." Let them drink to forget their poverty and remember their troubles no more. And now, moving into our psalm of the day, it is Psalm 147. As always, I would encourage you to read this in a posture of prayer. Again, this is the 147th psalm, beginning with verse 1. Praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. The Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord! His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. The Lord supports the humble, but he brings the wicked down into the dust. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, and makes the grass grow in mountain pastures. He gives food to the wild animals and feeds the young ravens when they cry. He takes no pleasure in the strength of a horse or in human might. No, the Lord's delight is in those who fear him, those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Glorify the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he has strengthened the bars of your gates and blessed your children within your walls. He sends peace across your nation and satisfies your hunger with the finest wheat. He sends his orders to the world, how swiftly his word flies, he sends the snow like white wool. He scatters frost upon the ground like ashes. He hurls the hell like stones. Who can stand against his freezing cold? Then at his command, it all melts. He sends his winds and the ice thaws. He has revealed his words to Jacob, his decrees and regulations to Israel. He has not done this for any other nation. They do not know his regulations. Praise the Lord. And Father, we thank you that you have revealed the ultimate word to us, the Logos, Jesus Christ, who has come, Lord, Uh, as the Messiah, the the King of Kings, the one who's instituted a a new kingdom on earth, and it's your kingdom of life. And that through Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, we can have the penalty for our sins paid for, so we no longer have to carry our shame and guilt. Through trusting in Jesus, we also have access to the Holy Spirit and the, the church, God's people, to help us walk in a life of godliness. And Lord, we thank you that we have ultimate hope. When the rest of the world has no hope, we still have hope, because we know that one day you're returning. And we can know this to be true because you've already done it once. On the the third day, after you died for the sins of the world, you resurrected. And Lord, we have that same resurrection power and hope within us. So Lord, may we live in light of that today, this gospel of yours, and may people trust in it, maybe for the first time. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining me for another day of reading through the Bible. And I do hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue our journey, reading through the Bible together.